Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a Tuesday. It is Dave Sturgio. It is Chris Gucci. It is A5 Anthony behind the glass right here at Chop Studios. We hope you guys enjoyed the Monday Night Football. We hope you guys enjoyed the um, the fall to back to earth uh, for one Baker Mayfield last night as he has himself a night. And by that, I mean he went 12 for 21 for 111 yards. Nobody really cares, right? I mean, it's just like Baker Mayfield's back to normal. Uh, that team is just abysmal. We'll talk about them today. We're going to get into a couple things today. Obviously, after our top movers, we're going to get into some of the teams that are eliminated from the playoff contention officially and what you should do with those players either for the next three weeks or going forward into next season because there's a lot of moving parts. It is the NFL, free agency, draft, all this other stuff. It all becomes a factor when it comes to the mojo market, so pay attention and buckle up. All right, before we get into the top movers, we do have some news of yesterday. Warms my heart. Um, I know Sporty Jordy's out there watching right now, probably panicking a little bit, but hey, listen, I'm here to tell you that it's probably not that serious. Uh, but it is Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts gets hurt uh, against the Bears the other day. Um, sep- uh, not separate, <laughs> heaven forbid. Uh, he has sprained his right throwing shoulder uh, on it a could hit. Be, it could be a separated shoulder. I mean, it could be. Uh, I heard broken collarbone. You got to see Twitter on how it goes. A misconception. I'm not a doctor, but I'm sure the doctor he just plays one on TV. I'm sure the the Mojo doctor will touch on the Jalen Hurts injury. I think he did already. He did. I think I he put it on his YouTube, so it'll probably so, get up there. Yeah, I mean it's. It's a big deal. Separation isn't a dislocation. A separation can be a a sprain. You can strain something when you separate your shoulder. But it is the throwing shoulder, and now the Eagles are... Mum is the word. It looks like... uh, They're not going to talk about it. They're not going to talk about it. Exactly. They they waited for a while. You know, it's really weird that the books had had the information before the public. It's not. It's actually the, the most... But this was a little bizarre. This one was the biggest significant thing that I've seen, that many have seen, as far as the book movement, when the Cowboys opened up at minus one favorite, I was like, all right, I get it. They're home. I get it. Maybe maybe the Eagles put take the foot off the gas a little bit, you know, like, sure. But then it moved to m- minus five, and I was like, something's up. You know what I mean? And then there was somebody, I got a bunch of people saying, Hurts is hurt, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm I mean, like, like that, That's typical line movement. I'm surprised. No, it, the, typical line movement's fine, but, but it came out before the news. Yeah, that happened. Like, way before, like 20 minutes, 30 minutes before. Yeah, that's like... Somebody's got some that's, insider information. That's, a, over that's, here. that's that's as normal as it gets as far as the books are concerned. But in any event, Gardner Minshew uh, is in line to start if Hurts misses the game against Dallas, Careful. which all signs point to yes. Um, he's up three point one percent. Do you think that the Cowboys' secondary, which gave up you know a plethora of yards, air yards to Trevor Lawrence? will be subject to Uncle Rico, who could be throwing the ball down the field. That's a possibility too. I'm look, not. Even, look, I'm not ruling this. If a they're able, if they're by able to stretch. protect. Gardner Minshew in this game. Gardner Minshew could throw the football. And he's that's got why a, they he's got like them. a 42 to 11 touchdown to interception yeah, ratio I, in his career. He's not a bad quarterback. This is why when perfect the, backup. There was a team. lot of offers for him for trades, and they said, no, no, we're good. When you have a quarterback like that, and I think the uh, the Ravens should take notes. I think the Cardinals should take notes. When you have guys like this who like to run and be mobile, that's fine. 
But if they go down, you better have yourself a serviceable backup. Look, look if recent history suggests anything to the Philadelphia Eagles is that a backup quarterback is, is one of the most important positions There's in a football. God darn statue outside of a backup quarterback. Don't get me started. All right, so that's that. Jalen Hurts, we'll see what happens with that. Monitor that. Monitor Gardner Minshew, all that stuff on the Mojo Market. Now, last night, top movers from last night, the Green Bay Packers get the job done 24 to 12 as they defeat the the really, really pitiful Los Angeles Rams. And everybody ate last night. We start with obviously AJ Dillon left the game to be evaluated for a concussion towards the end. So monitor that. But what I will say is he's the bruiser of this group. Okay. We'll talk about his counterpart in a second, but AJ Dillon, 11 carries 36 yards. So obviously you're like, all right, who cares? Two touchdowns. You know what I mean? Like he is the bowling ball when you're down in those trenches and you need somebody to score. The guy is built like a brick. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like that dude is a monster. So obviously we saw what they were like. They like to do when they get down low in the cold weather games. Aaron Jones, I do believe, is a equally as good of a short yardage back. But when it gets cold like this, I think defenses are a little less uh, willing to go up and make that hit. But I will say that. The defense for the Rams yesterday, they were playing hard. They For a yeah, team that's I, out of it, they played hard yesterday. They got yesterday. to Rodgers a couple times, yeah. And A.J. Dillon did most of what he did in the first half, and most of it was came on two drives, really. And those three catches that he had, two of them went for big first downs. So A.J. Dillon's very much involved in this offense. He's going to be very much involved in the offense. The Packers still have some football to play that counts. So as long as that lasts, we're going to see the team trying. We, we know they're not going to just lay down for anybody. Mm-hmm. We've seen that up to this point. So that's a good sign. Um, but A.J. Dillon, I think it's more what we expect in these kinds of situations. Uh, he doesn't get the, the lion's share of the carries. That goes to Aaron Jones, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. Aaron Jones, I believe, is the better back. But, you know, as we head into potentially the offseason, I know we're about to talk offseason with the rest of these guys. I know there's a situation with Aaron Jones' contract where they may have an out. Did you look at the contract? I'm looking at it right now. We'll get into it when we get into it. But as far as A.J. Dillon is concerned, it seems to me that they found themselves a guy. Now, I'm asking you this. You're a Packer guy. You watch games vividly. Can Aaron, uh, can A.J. Dillon get the 25 carries a game? Is he that? Is he built like that? Or is he built to be your James Conner of the world and just kind of splash plays here and there, and then when they're in the trenches, boom, he's going to score a touchdown. But overall production, can Dillon carry this entire thing? I think styles make fights. If we have a team that that plays real fast on defense, you're probably going to see a little more A.J. Dillon. You mm-hmm. have a team that has a, a little less speed and need to just punch him in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Or, or no, you, that's less speed and need to use speed against him, then you're going to get more Aaron Jones. But I don't think A.J. Dillon is the clear number one back unless you need him to be in a pinch, and then he gets elevated. But I fully believe that he's – I talked about Tyler Algier, yes, Algier yesterday. Very similar in the sense that they have a role. He is a pretty accomplished pass catcher for his size – so he has a role no matter what, but I think that Aaron Jones or a type like Aaron Jones is much needed if you have an A.J. Dillon. So funny. I should bring this up and ask you a question. Uh, who's better? Does it matter? Because you got both of them right now, right? So I it's mean, a nice situation to be does, in. It doesn't <laughs> matter, but it does matter. And Aaron I mean, it doesn't jo- matter. Aaron Jones is, is clearly better. I think Aaron Jones But I'm is, saying, like, it's a nice luxury to have two guys that, can, that can run the Aaron Jones is one of the most right? underrated right. backs in football. Everybody calm down with the whole Zeke and Pollard thing. All right. Moving on to his counterpart. Uh, Aaron Jones, who has more of the the hard yardage from last night, uh, 17 carries for 90 yards. So Aaron Jones gets himself involved in the running game. He's obviously the lead back. Um, There is things to talk about when it comes to Aaron Jones because it's like if you're going to invest in him long term, is the long term play going to be Green Bay? I'm looking at this contract situation, and it's not pretty. Um, For the reason of his number next year, there is a base salary of $8 million, which is like, 
cool, right? But worked into his contract next year is a $7 million bonus. And his cap number, ready for this, is $20 million next year. That's alarming. And in the mojo market and in free agency, opportunity is everything. I don't think the Packers, unless you want to renegotiate and redo this What's the dead cap hit? The dead cap hit, if cut next year, would be nine. So... It's a lot of dead cap. It is a lot of dead cap, especially for a guy you want to use. So, but do you want to pay him $20 million as a running back? Well, That's well, unheard of. The reality, That's how is, the reality is they're paying him nine, whether they cut him or whether they, no matter what. There's a void after 2025. So, obviously, there's the 2024 numbers down to $16 million, But, again, you got to get there first. His basis goes up to 11. So, there's a Aaron Jones, whoever so his agent is, the cap hit, bravo. The cap hit will be 7 or $6 million the following season. I think Aaron Jones. No, the cap hit in the following season will be 16 No. Yes, bro. Is it, is it yes, right yes, right here. $20 million in 2023. He's getting these. There's bonuses of $4 million a year. $4 million a year bonus on his contract. Pro-rated bonus. So this is all worked into his deal. So I like that. Bravo to the agent because he got it done. Now, I ask you this. A, will the Packers, considering they need some parts, whether it be on defense, whether it be another receiver, whatever they need, offensive line, you know, they got a lot of woes there with a lot of injuries. Is this guy around next year? If this is the number? If this is the number, I can't assume he's back. Yeah, they're going to keep him because the number would be they're paying him nine regardless next year. So if they cut him, the following year you're telling me if they cut him at 16, it's a, it's a complete no, no, no. If they cut him, it's another five million dead cap hit in twenty twenty four. Yeah. And so then, so then I was right. It'll be a five. If they cut him, they only have to pay him the five, right? Because yes. the rest of it's the gone. rest is so a prorated bonus. So, so dead cap in the following years. The following five. years, half of what it would right, be in twenty twenty three. Right now. So then you hold so on right to now, but be, the cap number is going to be huge next year. Fair twenty mil. Fair, but the cap number isn't going to go down enough. To lose the player because then you're gonna what sign another running back at what ten million? I mean, you're, you're paying the but same. But if player. anybody's gonna make that argument, it's it's you and it's other people that say like don't pay the running backs. Fair, right? I mean, but I thought that two years ago when they signed them. Now you're gonna put yourself in a position where either a you draft a running back if that happens, fine, right? Mm-hmm. But you, if you run the risk of signing a new running back, you cut Aaron Jones, right? You're paying him the nine because that's the cap hit, mm-hmm. that's counting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So he gets that money. That's his bonus money. Right, and then you bring in another back at what, eight million? So you're saving a mil. Now you're so you're saving a mil and losing the player. It doesn't make sense. They. But all I'm saying is, next, next year. year he's going to represent eight percent of the entire salary cap for the Packers. So you know who's going to get cut in Green Bay? Bakhtiari. I mean, they just also they waived Sammy Watkins yesterday. I know there was no big deal in that one. Thanks for coming. Not a big I'm, stop. Here's me waving. Yeah, not a big stop for Sammy Watkins. It's unfortunate because he's been a serviceable dude for his entire career. Uh, but anyway, that's AJ Dillon. And we move into the pass catchers department where Romeo Dobbs got back off the IR yesterday. He had himself a night. Five catches, five targets. 55. There's a lot of fives here. <laughs> 55 yards on five catches on five targets. Um, Dobbs. Getting back is huge because it just gives Aaron Rodgers another toy. Rodgers spread the ball around. He had eight different receivers, tight ends, running backs yesterday through the air. So definitely spread the ball around. We were talking about Dobbs a little bit in pre-show about his build and his stature. Kid doesn't look like a rookie, that's for sure. So he doesn't he, look like a fourth, fifth round rookie. I think he's a fourth round. I mean, rookie. right now with five dollars eleven cents share price, like this is the kind of guy you're looking for. That next Devonte Adams. Now, are they going to be Devonte Adams? Probably not. But what I would say is this. These guys are going to be serviceable as long as Aaron Rodgers, and I guess a little bit of Jordan Love. Is if I said it last night on Twitter. I said, just looking based off of this game, 
Aaron Rodgers might want to do whatever hallucinogens he needs to do to get back on the field next year and healthy because this is going to be a fun combo to work with, man. And if you have Randall Cobb, which, again, that that's, might be a void thing with him, but all of a sudden you're one-two punch, two kids. This is something that Aaron Rodgers has wanted for, for his entire career there. Every time that Devontae Adams was the one, you never had that. You had a two, but never had the two that you were just, like, so sold on. These two guys could be a good counterpart. I, I, I'm pushing back a little bit because I think the Packers have had – I hate the narrative that the Packers didn't have receivers throughout Rodgers' I'm, career. I'm saying, like, they had the, 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 the what's the guy, the guy yesterday. Jordy, we had, which guy are you talking Jordy about? Jordy Nelson, obviously, but I'm talking about the guy that, that became the one, Lazard. Lazard. Like, okay. right, so you had twos. You had, had good service of players. Jordy you know points. who they are because you're a Packers yeah. guy, but somebody off the surface might say, like, the all right, whole, I had the Devontae Adams, I don't know who these guys are. because the Packers didn't draft a receiver in the first round, but there was never really t points throughout the tenure of Rodgers that they should have. You have Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings, Donald Drive. You're not drafting a receiver in the first round. Devontae Adams, mm. you know? These guys mm -hmm. worked out. But to talk about the actual talent that they have now at the receiver position, it's it sucks because it's a little bit late in the year and both guys were, were nicked up. But yeah. battling through injuries in your rookie year and kind of riding the ship, it's a good sign pointing forward. I'll say this about Romeo Dobbs. When they put him in the game, he gets the ball. He didn't play all that much yesterday. He was pr probably on the field for less than 50% of the offensive snaps. He would run on, run off, run on, run off. And again, but, he's coming off injury, so you don't want you to work him back in. That's fine. But if you're looking even back in the beginning of the year, when we were looking at which one of these receivers, either Watson or Dobbs, is going gonna, is gonna to take charge here uh -huh. or, or kind of step we said out in front. And it wasn't even that we said it. It was like we, we were kind of in on both. And Dobbs actually did it. He stepped up. He seems to be more of the the in-between, the 20s guy. He might have his touchdowns, but we know Watson's the big play guy. We know he's the red zone threat. Can we talk about the fact that Aaron Rodgers is, is the most bipolar quarterback in the history of mankind, personality-wise? Like, bro, the man is smiling down the field because, hey, you, hey, you, hey, good route, hey, good route. And then the one play, he does this signal. He, he like, rubs his arm or whatever, telling, telling, basically telling Christian Watson, like, yo, it's coming fast. And Watson's like, I'm just like, he's just deadlocked on his corner and he throws the ball he's like bro turn around man like he got very frustrated mm -hmm. being up as much as he was up but i think that they designed they, they were trying to get watson a touchdown at the end yeah of course they were that, yeah. he was right like him specifically oh why who cares i don't know i feel like the game was in hand they were either going to score a touchdown in the next two plays right or they were going to kneel it if they got the first down and that was going to be it or kick the field goal and if ice they, the game <laughs> if they would have forced another touch there would have been a fight on the field um <laughs> anyway. well when it was when it was the game wasn't over yet. Clearly. They no, had their timeouts. There was a two-minute warning. So the Packers had to either get a first down, but they were on, like, the six. But there was a first down that we had at, like, yeah. a two. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, they, if they got the first down, they kneel it. But if you get the first down and you happen to score. Right. Right. Yeah. whatever. Um, anyway, that's Monday Night Football. Week 15 is over. Now, with that, the team we just watched last night. Um, are the L.A. Rams, and they've officially been eliminated. There are teams out there that are eliminated from playoff contention. They're already starting to look forward to next year, um, and the Rams are one of them, right? So we watched Baker Mayfield fall down from the heavens all of a sudden. Like, he was just this – he was a god in L.A. for about six days, comes back to reality, pass rushes there, bad throws are there. A couple third and longs, you're like, wow, nice, nice, nice job, Baker. But overall, he throws for basically nothing, 111 yards, so nothing there. But the Rams as a whole, right, this is all because Stafford's hurt, right? Stafford would be somebody that we, you know, we got some pushback for saying that he might not play anymore. And now all of a sudden you're thinking to yourself, are the, are the L.A. Rams going to be led by Baker Mayfield next year because Matt Stafford decides, you know what, the hell with this. 
I'm out. Like, you're not going to improve my offensive line. You got no draft capital to do it. You're not going to trade I mean, anybody. Like, you got no money. So I'll it's like, what and, are we doing? I'll here? go ahead and say that I think the best thing that could possibly happen to the Rams right now is Matthew Stafford to retire. To the Rams? Yeah. Why Why would that be good to have Matt Stafford, uh, Baker Mayfield over Matt Stafford? Well, Baker Mayfield's out regardless. Oh, so, but they have no draft capital. What are we doing with a quarterback? I, I Jimmy understand. G? Maybe. Jimmy G's everywhere, by the way. But here's the thing. <laughs> so, here's the thing. Why pay $40 million for a quarterback on a team that's going to probably stink? Right? And then, and then possibly get hurt, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I'm not saying that the Rams are hoping that happens. But in hindsight, if they look back in two years and it does happen, they'll be like, well, thank ready, God. Ready for my bold prediction about the L.A. Rams? McVay will be in a booth in two years. He's going to say, the hell with this. I'm oh, going to go no, make no, some no. do-re-me from Fox or ESPN. Two or one years, of, I think that's trust a stretch. Me. I think he's trust got, me. He's They're going to throw of... the – did you see what they did <laughs> to Romo? <laughs> you know, like Romo's an analyst is making more money as an analyst than they did as a player. Yeah. Trust but, me. But – why would he want to stick around for this? They got no capital. They got no money. They got no quarterback. They got nothing. They got Cooper Cup is one of the best receivers in football. That's all so, they got. Who's so throwing the ball? Stick around for for what? The Rams? The, first of all, he's not going to get fired. He'd have to quit. No, that's what I'm saying. He's going to resign. Down. He's going to be he, done. If he steps down, then he sits out a season. Maybe he's in the booth for a year. But that guy's coaching football. He's obsessed. I understand he's obsessed, but he's also probably obsessed with the fact that he can get a lot more money and so, not have to work so, as much. So in other words, Dave is saying to short Sean McVay. If coaches become available, which I think he stinks. they might. I think he's over rated anyway so i would short him regardless but <laughs> anyway the other rams that you have to worry about cam Akers is he the guy next year i don't want to spend too much time on each player but each team but cam Akers can he like he showed a little something something towards the back end fine no okay <laughs> cooper cup cooper cup cooper cup that's the only person i'm interested done, in done right and now done. on the rams all right moving on to the houston texans this is actually very appealing right now because the houston texans by all stretch are going to have the number one overall pick next year and next year's draft, right? So I look at this, and you're wondering which college kid is which. Who's it going to be, right? And I take a look at the top three as far as the mojo market: Bryce Young, CJ. What? Caleb's not eligible. Interesting. You're right. He's not. So Bryce Young or CJ Stroud? I wrote down Caleb because he was the third quarterback listed as far as he's not eligible, and he's going to have a whole another year of just balling out. Yeah. My man's coming in with a forty dollar price he's tag coming next home, year. He's coming in like. Between Pat Mahomes and Justin Herbert. <laughs> yeah, right, that's what I'm saying. Coming in hot. Um, so anyway, so it's between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, which uh, there's about a $3 difference there. Damian Pierce is out for the year, right, because of whatever. You know, he sprains his ankle. They're going to rest him. It's done. Damian Pierce, we've already talked at length about this guy. He seems to be the bell cow over there. He's very cheap right now, $8.39. Um, there's no wideouts that really are appealing. Cooks probably will be on the way out. Is that somebody you would invest in right now based off a new scenario? If he's not with the Texans next year, do you think Cooks' value is higher no matter where he goes? No, I don't think it's that. I think Cooks right now, his value is as high as it is because, I mean, not even that his value is that high. This year he's had a very down year, but it was largely up because there was no other targets hmm. or no other no other threats. Nico to Collins. Yeah. I like Nico Collins. I actually do. I'm not saying I'm in on him with the market, but I do like him. I think he's a good player. Okay. But Brandon Cooks, ideally for his situation at this point in his career, he doesn't want to go over somewhere and, and be the number one. He probably wants to go play for a good team, be the two or even the three on a really good team. And depending where you land, I mean, target share means everything. If he's going to go to a bad team that's going to lose and he's going to try, not like he didn't this year, then I'm, then I'm in on Cooks, but... I got to see where he ends up. So, yeah, the Texans, the appeal to the Texans in their offseason is just to monitor which guy they're favoring to be their quarterback of the future. So that's interesting. They will probably have the number one pick. 
a very interesting story is happening in Chicago right now because Chicago, obviously we all know about Justin Fields and what he's capable of doing on the ground. Have we seen him throw the ball to our liking? Probably not, not yet at least, but this is not a typo. Um, the Chicago Bears probably only have the second or third overall pick, depending how the rest of the season picks out, like shakes out. They also next year will have a $124 million in cap space. 124. I'm not making this up. This is based off the interwebs. $124 million. They got a lot of money to spend, right? They acquired Chase Claypool last year with some draft capital, right? With whatever. They have Mooney over there. Montgomery. I was going to look up Montgomery stats. Oh, when you started talking about this, but um, Montgomery is. contract. Yeah, I'm looking at his contract right now. So as far as Montgomery's go, yeah, he's a free agent. He's done. So it is, it is done for David Montgomery. In fact, He's never gotten paid. He's never had his big payday. No, so no, it's he's coming in the now. Same, Jake, same, same boat as Josh. So all Jacob. of a sudden, like you look at a David Montgomery, I, with all this money the Bears got, why not just bring him back? Like that's going to be a thing, you would think, right? He might test the market. But the Bears say, might be like, yo, we're going to give you the, the most. Bear, the Bears should bring back Montgomery. Yeah. Um, they might pull the same thing that, they're, that I think the Giants might do with Saquon. You might see a franchise tag on Montgomery. Okay, because it, which will like, be around, like I said, fourteen million dollars. I think. Yeah, it's a little steep for a one year one year deal, but mm-hmm. because it's only one year, you're not. There's no long term uh, BS that you got to deal with at the back end. It's actually twelve. It's going to be twelve right now, according to. Oh, he's getting tagged. Twelve million. Uh, twelve million. While the transition tag is ten. So yeah, projected running back franchise tag. For next year will be twelve mil- twelve point six million dollars. Look, he's either going to get tagged and be completely unhappy, and I would be miserably unhappy if I saw that my team had one hundred and twenty five million dollars in cap and space. A, and give me, and a, they gave a, me franchise a franchise tag. tag. I'd be, I'd be, I wouldn't. So how's play. your belief in David Montgomery? I wouldn't play. <laughs> but the Bears do have a very capable backup in Khalil Herbert. I know he's been nicked up a little bit this year, but he's coming back next week. I'm pretty sure. And is I he guess really? I guess we'll see like how this hmm. is going to play out. I think David Montgomery earned the payday. I think he's been the heart and soul of the Bears offense. Even this year when we're talking about Justin Fields, Mm. it's really been David Montgomery. I know Justin Fields, everybody says he's a star. says it right here in the Dave's notes. We'll call him a shooting star. (laughs) He's he's a star. He's a star in the league. Now, I'll say this about Justin Fields. We had some pushback on the Trevor Lawrence stuff yesterday in the comments. I don't care. I'm just saying. What what was the pushback? That Fields is better than Lawrence. Oh, give me a break. (laughs) You're going to sit here and tell me that a quarterback, a quarterback that plays for the team that is the most run-happy team since the 2009 New York Jets, and this is the this is the 2022 Chicago Bears, one team was really good. The other team doesn't win football games. 2009 New York Jets, was that the Tomlinson year? That was, I know that was the Sanchez, Rex Ryan. But so fumble. Tomlinson <laughs> may have been on that team, yes. Okay, just curious. But they had a bunch like of running backs on that team. They ran the ball a lot, <laughs> Okay. Right? Justin Fields playing for the most run-happy team, being a quarterback, I just can't sit here and put him above a guy that's got three touchdowns and 300 yards in three of his last four games, Mm -hmm. who was the clear-cut number one overall pick. Justin Fields is a running back. You're proving my point about Lamar Jackson. Don't get me started. That's a joke. Justin Fields is a quarterback that cannot throw. Fixed it. Lamar. <laughs> Lamar, is Lamar is the look, same guy. In Lamar's second season. Listen, this season, has been a, like a three-year feud between our, our value Lamar, for Lamar Jackson. Put it this way. In Lamar's second season, he had like 5,000 passing yards right, and 40 well, touchdowns. Erroneous. Something crazy. Erroneous. It might Nobody take cares. Justin Fields his entire career to have 40 <laughs> touchdown passes. 
his entire career. Moving on to Let's Ride, Bronco Country. Um, they're eliminated, and it looks like Russell probably missed the rest of the year. I don't know. Maybe he'll come back. I don't I don't see it. Uh, Brett Rippon is out there. Gets a win last week. Uh, the biggest story with the, uh, the Denver Broncos, <laughs> like that, the Denver Broncos, is the return of Javante Williams next year. Now, he lost about $3 when he went down. You remember how we were talking about Kyler Murray on getting back to where you were pre-injury? That For me, that's a foregone conclusion. Javante's going to get back to the value yeah, that he I'm, was. I'm, everybody that's ever watched me on any of my platforms knows how big of a Javante Williams fan that I am. The only problem I have with Javante is that Russ is there. And like they're they're See, not. This is a, get, this is getting a little out of control. I think what? I, the, the 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 trashing of Russell. No, no, Wilson. no, 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 no. It's it's very much warranted. Ah, okay. New scene. New, the guy's got skill, bro. The guy, you know, like the, the, the look. I'm not gonna about to say like, oh, I'm gonna fight to the death for Russell Wilson. I'm not. But what I will say is this: the coach stinks. The coach is atrocious. Okay, hey, just look at just look at Trevor Lawrence last year when he had a bad coach. He stunk. You change the coach, you change that culture, you're better. I'm going to say two things here. Russell w- Wilson was with uh, the uh, Carroll I'll, forever. I'll say, I'll say two things here. One, one guy was a first-round pick, a, a rookie. This other guy's got a Super Bowl. He's got a decade of NFL experience. I understand that the coach is not helping, but bro. <laughs> we get, I, I'm sitting here. It's not, it's not a small I'm sample not, size anymore. I don't this think he is, can cook like he used to, but like, I don't think he's this bad. Size. Prior to the injury last year, Seattle wasn't playing that well. They were not. Right? Mm-hmm. Russ gets hurt. Seattle falls apart a little bit. But actually, really, like, they played a little bit better football right away when Geno came in. It was yeah, a little bit of an a idea bit of that spark, Geno sure. might be a little something. But Russ has never had success in the NFL unless they were a completely run first team. So for that reason, I do compare Javante to a little bit of a beast mode type. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe on Russ, definitely on Javante. The iffy receiving uh, room over there for Russ. I mean, Judy was on the trade block for a little while. Cortland Sutton is there. Um, you got a couple guys. Our, our boys are going to come back next year with a vengeance, you would think. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Tim Patrick, right? He'll be coming back. So the Greg Dolchich, Dolchich might be a thing. So I think the Broncos, with the like defense that they of, are. Sounds like a bunch of underachievers. Sounds like a bunch of younger dudes that need to just work in one more year into the offense. I think the Broncos will be back next year. I do. Uh, Run the football with an elite defense. I know you can market that. He's looking at the timestamp, seeing when you can cut this up. The Broncos like, are going to be way better next year, and it starts with the head coach. So maybe if they want to drop him, like yeah, a there's a, a lot has to happen. The Broncos don't. I just think that guess who also doesn't have any capital? The Broncos, yeah, because they gave it away for Russ. <laughs> so we'll wrap this one up with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, again, Kyler Murray goes down for the year with a torn ACL. Somehow he's got some super stem cell research where all of a sudden they're saying he's going to be back for the start of the regular season next year. I don't buy that for a second. I wonder if it's like if you have a a small ACL, it's easier to fix. Wow. That's a a short joke. And listen, that's that's funny. (laughs) It's funny, man. But anyway, it's like... You know what? He's got a point. I'm no doctor, but you never know. Uh, but anyway, the Kyler situation, will we? Re- I don't think he'll be back for the start of the regular season next year. That's a big thing. They're going to have $24 million to spend next year. Can he get any more weapons? Because I look at Hopkins as still one of the better pass catchers in the league. I can't even call him a wide receiver, one of the best receivers in the league. Because I just think if the ball's around, he's going to catch it. But it's the, the fact that he can't get it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like Kyler Murray, and now it's Colt McCoy or whoever, Trace McSorley or whoever the hell it is. I mean— 
It's a for, bad situation for Hopkins as, to be in right now. As far now. as offense goes, yeah, I guess it's a bad spot to be in, being that there's a little uncertainty around the quarterback. But he's going to he's gonna catch the ball no matter what. He's played with some teams that I think have had bad quarterbacks in, in the past. He's played with Kyler for about 20 games now, and he's had significantly good numbers, right? Mm. So I'm not worried about the offensive stats. I think Kyler, he's an offensive stat. That's what he does. He doesn't mm-hmm. win football games, but he's going to fill the stat sheet. So offensively, I'm almost in on guys like that in the mojo market because it kind of lends to that, where it's like fill the stats. It doesn't really matter. He's he's contracted for a while. He's got the guaranteed money. Kyler's going to be there whether he's there to start the season or not next year. Does I'm he not, have the same head coach? No. I'm not in on Kyler. Think Kingsbury getting toast this year? I'm not. Yeah. I'm yeah? Not, wow. Yeah, bro. They're, they're out of the playoffs already. I'm well aware. They I'm were supposedly here. maybe – Potentially, look at what they've done since they were 9-0 last year. Look at what the Cardinals have done. They've lost a lot of football they've games. They've not won football games since then. So it's like, what do you? Re- what else do you need to see? Right. You know, they got the quarterback. I know that they had Hopkins' injury situation this year. But well, they didn't no, it wasn't put, injury. It was suspension. Or the suspension. But they didn't put themselves even in a, a spot to succeed even remotely when he came back. The defense is bad. They need to fix that. If Arizona Cardinals, football game. you guys are in trouble. But I will say that I would invest in Kyler until he gets healthy around the time of the offseason because if he does get back healthy you're going to see an uptick you will and then you just get rid of him after that because <laughs> it's no fun having cash time. out as soon as he goes to camp um all right that'll do it for at least the eliminated teams each tuesday we'll update this list because obviously as the weeks go by more teams are being junked and talked and told that you know it's over it's done so now the teams have to look forward to the offseason and now you as an investor on the mojo market have to invest in your players now because potentially new contracts releasing all this of trades who knows what's going to happen in the offseason it's going to be a busy one here at the mojo market especially with all the sports that are coming around it's going to be fun but if you want to do yourself a favor today you can go and follow us on social media you can do that on tiktok instagram and twitter at mojo m-o-j-o very easy to find us and of course join the discord it's a conversation happening each and every day I, as far as the web address, discord.gg slash mojo, but you could just find us. If you're on Discord, type in mojo, you'll find us, um, and you'll join the everyday conversation. So that will just about wrap things up for today as we have a another show to do tomorrow. Obviously, we're going to record uh, on Thursday morning a couple shows for, so you know we'll kind of shorten the week. It is the holidays after all. So do us a favor, subscribe, like the video, tell your friends about us. If you want to learn more about the mojo market, we got about... 60 episodes that you can go back and watch because there's a lot of information each and every day. So for Dave Sturchio, Chris Gucci, A5 Behind the Glass, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market. We'll be back tomorrow. Mojo Market Report. We'll be back tomorrow on a hump day. How's it Wednesday already? It's Tuesday. Well, tomorrow.